Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. Uh, I am joined with a very, very special co-host this time around. Diamond Dave is at Yosemite National Forest trying to tackle buffaloes right now. So we got Bozo6 joining. Bozo, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. Last we heard from Dave, he was uh, getting the buffalo rounded up to scrum down. Uh, oh, yeah. Good luck, Dave. Uh, hope to hear from you. If you don't, in 24 hours, we're sending emergency services your way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so happy for him that he's able to take his family across country. You know, he was able to join us in Chicago because uh, the road trip lined up with that. So hope he's having a blast out there um, and enjoying the national parks. Uh, but Bozo, a very, very amazing thing happened over the weekend. I was there in person. You were doing the live stream. Our mm -hmm. New England Free Jacks won the MLR Shield for the first time in franchise history, defeating it. Well, Technically speaking, upsetting a what looked like unbeatable Legion team in the final. Um, you know, we're going to get mm -hmm. right into that here in a minute. I think your mic is a little bit uh, low for us. I wanted to let you know that, but I, I wanted to get right into just the pregame festivities that took place there at SeatGeek Stadium. Um, what took place was really, really impressive. Um, I know a lot of the Rangers out there, including myself, when we first heard that the final was going to be in Chicago at SeatGeek Stadium, I think we were a little pissed off because the ideal scenario would be either a sold-out and ex a capacity expanded Fort Quincy uh, being hosting the finals, or you know, I think uh, the team internally had talked about wanting it to be at Fenway uh, at the end of the season, if that was, you know, no, no guarantees that that was even even a conversation with uh, the uh, the Fenway Sports Group, but that it was like their ideal. It, it played into their whole baseball theme of the season, but that's where they wanted it to be at the end of the season. So when it was announced that it was going to be the Chicago Hounds hosting it at SeatGeek, I think a lot of people were they they felt like the rug was pulled out from under them. However, however, I just wanted to say that the Hounds did a fantastic job with the neutral final on, you know, uh, the stadium is perfect. It's an MLS soccer specific stadium with a big parking lot. Great for tailgating. There's a hotel, like not even right across the street. It's right across the parking lot, um, which was uh, very convenient. Caitlin and I had a blast at the pregame facilities, interacting with all the Rangers that made the trip out there, all of the MLR personalities. You know, it was kind of like, it was, I mentioned this, it was, it's kind of like a convention that's taking place now with this neutral site as a destination type of thing for the final, where you're getting super fans from all over the place, like Matt Courtright and his lovely wife Jennifer were there. They're Seattle fans. And, you know, they're just fantastic people. Really, really uh, sh a huge shout out to them. They kind of helped us out because we didn't check into our hotel. We couldn't get into it. Uh, uh, so they just let us um, put our stuff in their hotel room. The best some of the best people you will ever, ever meet in MLR circles are those folks. Uh, but um, real quickly here, um, there was a boat race that took place in the pregame there that was organized by the folks that do uh, next level rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was actually, uh, you know, it was one of those things where the Jacks came from behind to win again. But this was in the form of the the Rangers, the fans at the tailgate. So it was uh, Spider, Bunny, and Kenny uh, representing the Jack or the Rangers rather against the Legion, and they won. Uh, it was a great atmosphere before the game. I bought some regional beer called Old, Old Style that I I would see uh, in like Chicago, uh, you know, shows. It was pretty good. Uh, it was very very smooth beer. So I wanted to try that. And uh, when we got to the stadium, DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaq, put on a hell of a performance. 
Uh, it was just really well done. So I wanted to say great job to Phil Groves and the rest of the folks at the Hounds for hosting. They absolutely nailed it. Can't wait to see where the final will be held next season. Didn't uh, that work out for us too, by the way? Thank goodness. We were all grumpy at first, but we would yeah. have been going to San Diego and Snapdragon again. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't have been favorable for us. No. And you would have had a, I mean, I mean, Seeky kind of looked empty. I know that it's a bigger stadium, so it, you know, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. right? Um, we still I set think, a, a finals attendance record, right? But like, yes, 10,100 and something people. Yeah. Yeah. But thank God it was at a neutral site. I actually like the idea now. I'm sold on it. After everybody's positive feedback, everyone pretty much echoed everything that you just said. Like they were all about it and the conveniences, the location. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to seeing it there next year. And if Chicago makes it, then good for them. That's just like the yes. Super Bowl, right? I mean, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I think that would be a great location for it. I think middle of the country does make sense to a certain extent. Maybe like uh, an emerging market like uh, St. Louis could potentially host. I'm not sure about their soccer-specific stadium. I know they do have a new MLS team, so I'm assuming that they're in a soccer-specific stadium. I don't know that for a fact. Mm. Uh, I think what they could do potentially going forward is, is, of course, they need to fix that debacle of like fan zones and that being announced like four <laughs> days before. That has to get sorted out, of course. Uh -huh. But what they should do to make it easy is – um, you know, prior to anything taking place before the winner is announced, you've got your West uh, Conference fan section and you got your East Conference fan section. That will sort that out. Um, you should be able to, as soon as the tickets go on sale, that should be predominantly displayed and so you know where you're supposed to be going. Anywho, um, tell us about the watch-along experience because we did put up some, we've posted some clips and a compilation of <laughs> our final uh, at the granite bunker there. You, of course it was you and uh, Dan from Merrimack. So everybody out there, make sure you check out those on our YouTube page or our socials because they are absolutely gold. <laughs> I wanted to get that passion uh, in the clips and in, in the, the highlights. And I think we did that for sure. Yeah. So after rewatching, I didn't, I didn't full disclosure. I didn't get to rewatch all of the game. So obviously for the watch along experience, we do not play the audio of the game because we don't want it feedbacking through the stream. Uh, plus I think that there also might be some, um, there could be some issues there and we just don't want to get any into any issues. Uh, so I don't get to listen to the announcers. Um, you know, I don't get to, it, it's really difficult with penalties and the explanation of kind of like what happened. Yeah. Um, but the watch along experience is good. We learned a little bit more from it. Uh, I think we need to expand here at the bunker, get yeah. an out front camera because Dan would have to kind of lean, lean in and angle. And I just, he was relaxing. I gave him the lazy boy. I'm in just mm -hmm. in a computer chair uh, sitting there, but man, it was wild. It's weird seeing yourself. We talked about this off stream. <laughs> it's weird seeing yourself like freak out, but those, those are genuine reactions man i mean yeah. i had such a weird feeling before the game i wasn't nervous at all even after the opening kickoff the opening exchanges of scores i wasn't i don't know i just felt calm the whole game until we got started getting to the end and it was like i mean i guess i, I wasn't i don't know maybe closer to halftime i was upset we'll talk about it but yeah. yeah it was it was a good it was a good um it was a good experience down here. It's comfortable. We just got to figure out some more logistical stuff to kind of make it a little bit more entertaining for multiple people to be here. Yeah. Uh, that's the goal. Th stay tuned for that. If you're interested in that for uh, yeah. pretty much the first three games, at least I would say next oh, season yeah. are going to be absolutely at the very least, you know, I'd like to do all of the away games there if possible. We'll have to, you know, see how well, I'm just talking out. about like the next three matchups, like right in a row are, are going to all be away. Right. Cause we never get home games. Yep. So we'll, we'll be, out. we'll be here in uh 214 days uh, till February 10th. That's when I anticipate man. the league will open the season. If not, it'll be 207 days. So tell you, man, who's it, counting. It, 
Yeah, it's it's going to be a long off season. It always is. I think that's part. I'm a, I've been a little bit, you know, bummed out today. I think that's part of the reason why. It's like I'm I'm under. I'm now letting it start to sink in. Obviously, we won the championship. That's fantastic. I've been on cloud nine, but it's like, oh, we got you know, two hundred plus days to go until anything else relevant happens with MLR for the most part. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But at the same time, it's nice to look back on what just took place. How about my face moment. during those huzzas too? Oh my god, dude, I, I was mortified, but dude, I was so fired up. Yeah, you were so yeah, fired up, were. and I'm so glad that the game was in the afternoon and not at yeah. night. Because if I was screaming like that and I woke up my daughter, oh yeah. my god, you would have seen, you would have seen. So I'm bozo six. You would have seen household six. That's oh, the wife. Yeah. That's the boss. Come yeah. down and drag me by the ear off stream. Uh, and hilarious. I'm probably never to return. So, yeah, we, def we definitely. Yeah, no worries about it. Uh, we'll ultimately, you know, uh, make sure that uh, we, we uh, you know, uh, we want a better setup there, obviously, so that we can do all of the away games there at the, the Granite Bunker. That's going to be something that we really want to focus on next season and let you kind of uh, uh, take the reins of that and really make it into something special. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, let's talk about the actual game itself. And uh, we're going to get this information from America's Rugby News, the best news outlet for uh, rugby in North and South America, as far as I'm concerned. Our good friend Brian Ray, who is our Tor uh, Toronto correspondent, uh, wrote up this article here. Uh, what it says is the headline is Free Jacks Edge Legion in Classic MLR Championship Final. Let me pause you right there. Yeah. Come on, man. An instant classic. It's oh, not no a doubt. classic. It's an instant classic. Let's yeah. go. All right, yeah, anyway, no doubt. That was my only problem with the article. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that before we went live. Like instant cla classic is a better way to put it. It reminds me of uh, NCAA 14, the uh, the college football game from back in the day. But anywho, uh, the New yeah. England Free Jacks are Major League Rugby champions for the first time after a pulsating 25-24 uh, to 24 victory over the San Diego Legion on Saturday. More than 10,000 fans, an MLR final record, took in the occasion at the neutral SeatGeek Stadium in Chicago, where uh, where and where were treated, excuse me, to an instant classic. There he goes. He threw there it in it with the game in the balance until the final whistle, which was fantastic for the league. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. Uh, a mistake from the Legion conceded the first points of the game. Will Hooley's pass to Ma'anano caught the New Zealander off guard, and he left the ball behind him with Mitch Jacobson on hands on hand, excuse me, to snatch up the ball and sprint for five points. Jason Potras made it a full seven with five minutes played. The Legion then suffered another blow as loosehead prop Faka OC uh Pilifetti, there we go, uh, was forced off with an arm injury replaced by Nate Sylvia. They would uh, turn their fortunes around just seconds later, however, when uh, Rich, uh, excuse me, uh, Richard Judd found a weak uh, on the short side, a, weak, a weakness, excuse me, on the short side of a ruck and offloaded to Christian uh, Poitavan, uh, there we go, for a try. Will Hooley's conversion drew the scores level. Can I pause Said, you right there? Yeah, go ahead. I hate that try. He did not oh. find a seam. So rewind the tape. Very yeah. tough to catch full speed. And I'll comment extensively on this type of stuff later. But I wanted to bring up this moment. So if you rewind the tape, Nate Augsburger comes into the ruck. Arguable if a ruck had even been formed. Mm -hmm. But either way, if you look at it, Nate Augsburger, in my opinion, comes in clear from the side, takes Joel Hintz. Now he takes Joel Hintz through the back of the ruck about 
six six meters beyond the ruck, or at least a couple meters beyond the ruck, right? Mm-hmm. Six feet, so you know whatever two meters it is. Takes him beyond the ruck, falls to his knees, then gets back up. Judd, crafty veteran, picks yep. and goes. This is essentially creating a pick play. So Joel Hintz cannot tackle Judd because of right. Augsburger, and Joel Hintz's hands immediately go up, and yep. he and he asked Joe James to like he begged for something, yep. right? Anyways, point easy one two. There's nobody there. It looked like we had no defense home, but that's why. And right. and San Diego was doing cheeky shit like that the whole game, and they really emptied all the bag of tricks to beat our free jacks. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, they didn't, but it was stuff like that that oh man, it irked the crap out of me all game. Sorry, I just had to. No, I wanted to. I wanted that on the public record. That, that it sounds like they got away try. with one based on they what did. you're saying. Yeah, for well, sure. In the full speed of the game, you it was a clean try. So you're, there's no reason other than not to look at it. Like maybe if it was like possible held up or possible knock on in the sequence, mm-hmm. they would have looked at it and been like, whoa, 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 who's this guy who's just sitting there like this? With yeah, a dude just yeah. hanging off of them, and they run right behind him. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. So, anyways, no worries. Uh, we've got here. Uh, so, Will Hooley did, uh, you know, drew the score level with his conversion. San Diego coughed up possession after the restart, and New England took advantage through the boot of Patras to make it a ten to seven lead. Uh, Nanu then held on too long at a tackle after uh, Patras had found a hole on a counterattack, giving away another kickle a kickable penalty. Patras made no mistake from 40 meters on the angle to stretch the lead to six. Uh, Nanu put Nate Osberger into space on first phase from a scrum with San Diego on advantage. Uh, Nanu uh, attempted uh, to repeat his conference final drop goal, but it, uh, it skewed off the side of his boot. The Legion opted for the corner, but they overthrew the line out. It was only temporary relief for New England as Osberger broke a tackle from the ensuing throw-in and slid over the line with Hooley's extras putting the Legion ahead by one point. A handling error gave uh, uh, John Poland a chance to hack the ball downfield, leaving uh, San Diego under pressure for several minutes before halftime. They held on, however, and pushed back into New England territory. Soon after, Hooley took three points to level it to 17-13 to in favor of the Legion at the intermission. And I was able to jump on the live stream for a moment, moment there. And I probably sounded a little deflated just because we know how good the San Diego team is. Um, and for them to get those, those three points, bringing it a four-point lead right there at halftime, it felt a little deflating for the Free Jacks. Now, obviously, we weren't out of it by any means, but I wanted to get your take on on uh, your overall thoughts at halftime. Yeah, so I just want to rewind. So a couple of points that I had. So I already covered my my major one, uh, mm-hmm. which was Augsburg's first try. Uh, this, yep. the, the other one, though, that happened before that, actually, right before the Jacobson try, uh, the Free Jacks off a of scrum, hit Patros out the back. Ma'ananu clearly charges him. No, the ball's gone and just drops the shoulder and levels Patros. So no arms. And, yeah. Oh, nothing. It was garbage. Um, and there was like that type of stuff trying to throw him off the game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole game too. And, and they were, I re, when I rewatched it, I didn't pick it up until late in the game on the live stream. I was like, man, I feel like they're doing this a lot. And again, not illegal. Not, I'm not saying that they should have been penalized like into oblivion, but it was just kind of something that really bothered me. They were really good at just mucking around and just lay. They were loitering. If you mm-hmm. look up the definition of loitering, that's what they were <laughs> yeah. doing. 
they were loitering around the ruck. Like they would get over, they'd be engaged, but they'd put their hand on the ball and then just take it off. Mm -hmm. They would roll north-south. Even like in the first three minutes of the game, they were getting up real slow and just standing in John Poland's way. Yeah, so it's like a, an oh. attempt to slow down the uh, the ball uh, from the yeah, ruck. Yeah, yeah. I think that they were definitely keen, and the the the, pro the only other issue I guess I had with that, and then I'll, I'll let that let let that die, uh, or at least for now, <laughs> <laughs> to be continued, was yeah, just yeah. like um, the only reason why that that bothered me is like Joe James never called them for it, right? Not once, and I'm like, all right, man, come on, you you see what they're you see what they're doing because their defense was incredible, but it was because their defense was being allowed to set, right. which right. you know is everything. That mm -hmm. literally that second means everything. It means I can look up, I can see what's in front of me, ton of yep. other stuff. Um, as far as the half, I was extremely deflated because to me, this uh I, I've been harping on it from here all season. I said you need to be clinical. Yep. We get out of Dodge with the overthrow the line out, Augsburger scores later. Okay, not a big deal. We're down right. by one, yep. but absolutely unforgivable. We throw away a line out in their half, it gives mm -hmm. them the ball back couple phases later penalty it's pretty much halftime bang money dude it, you can't do that i mean we won the game so hey but like spoiler it, alert we won the yeah, game spoiler <laughs> alert, we won the game however however comma however comma that's not championship rugby and at halftime i was furious i was fuming because some of the things that i'd also seen was san diego's defense was smothering they were playing outstanding defense and we had gotten a cheeky try i thought their first try was cheeky i thought their second try was was well earned so i was getting concerned that yep. that was the beginning of the momentum yep. where this would roll downhill and we'd see something like a 31 20 score line and, yeah. and we lose and we'd be well taken in the final i remember uh specifically commenting about this i said the free jacks need to score the first try on right. unequivocal like we need yep. to come out and we need to win the first 10 minutes or we're not going to win the game i and remember you saying spoiler alert we yeah. did, like, <laughs> yeah. which was great. But yeah, I mean, I was just furious at halftime. I went from being calm to just being really upset that mm -hmm. we let that penalty go. Because uh, four points is obviously that weird stretch. You know, I always joke about it. Jack's by foe, you know, but like four, four points is that try is required or multiple penalties, which, you know, mm -hmm. you can never rely on. So totally. But yeah. I, but I felt like you were like, though, I was like, okay, we're still in it, but I yeah. need to see something immediately. Like if we had been 100%. shut out for like, you know, till the 65th minute and then nabbed a penalty to get within one, or maybe they score. Like, I, you know, I was concerned. Totally. I was too. And I, I think, uh, you know, I just felt like my approach to it was like, this team is extremely good talking about the Legion. Yeah. I, I back the boys a hundred percent, but I understand that the, the mountain that they have to climb is very, very tall. So, you know, I was a little deflated, as I said, when we were down by four at halftime, not thinking, you know, I wasn't saying that it was over by any means, but I, I wanted to see a reinvigorated Free Jacks out of halftime. And I wanted them to see, you know, score the first points, as you were saying. And it's one of those things that like at halftime, I think we, you had mentioned that uh, the Legion looked like they were getting better and the, the Free Jacks looked like they were getting weaker as the game went on in the first half. And I think that was definitely the case. So thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did say that. It, yeah. it was true. That's what I, I, that's what I was seeing. No doubt, no doubt, man. And uh, yeah. you know that's something that they 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 reorganized at halftime. The Free Jacks did, and they came out uh, looking pretty dang good. And I'm going to pick up with the the article right now. 
Uh, it oh, says yeah. early in the second half, Luke Green and Ben Grant collided with both players sent to an HIA from which they would not return. Patras then uh, set Milan free with an inside ball, the center in turn offloading to Joe Johnston. Reese McDonald was next in support and he was stopped just short, but uh, Poland spotted Paula Belencana in space and a huge cut out pass found the winger with an acrobatic finish in the corner uh patras nailed the sideline sideline conversion and the free jacks were ahead by three a huge double hit on Tevetta Tamaleo uh, turned the ball over and the free jacks poured on the pressure after attacking wide left uh it gained it came back i think is what he meant uh, to say there uh to the right and we and conradi stormed past two would-be tacklers the ball was recycled and mitch jacobson crashed over the line but he was held up and the legion survived the onslaught after a 15-minute stalemate the legion got uh sustained possession in free jacks territory new england's defense of uh eventually drove them backwards but eventually the Legion would solve the puzzle. Michael Smith's offload set up a two-on-one per uh, for Piedevin, uh, excuse me. Poidevin, excuse me, uh, to set Osberger free. The left winger matching Belencana with his own diving finish. Hooley was uh, inch perfect with the sideline, and the San Diego were uh, San Diego Legion were back in the lead. Uh, that would be Hooley's final act as the scrum half limped off with a tight hamstring and was replaced by Joss Henderson. I will say that I led the crowd or the Free Jacks area in my section to give him a standing ovation. That was Will Hooley's last professional game. And, you know, I, I, how can you go out in a better way if you're a fly half by getting knocking, knocking over those three points? So hell of a career for Will Hooley uh, and best of luck to him going forward with whatever he pursues. But, uh, yeah. Uh, any thoughts about the what took place and what I've read so far? Yeah, so, you know, I didn't – so this is another thing with the watch-along. You know, when you're not listening, I don't understand that two players – it took me a while to realize. I just thought that they had ran on changes. I didn't realize that they had lost a couple of guys early. That's a huge hit. Uh, yeah, and, big time. And on reflection um, and thinking about the match now, like, that's a huge hit for a team. Uh, especially to take them down, you know, take down two forwards out of your scrum. That's not good. I mean, that's what replacements are for, but you want to use your replacements tactically when you want to, not when you're forced to. And then, um, you know, what a kick by, by Will Hooley. Yeah. Amazing. And, and how fortunate for us free Jacks, because that also changes the dynamics of the game with him, not there. He's mm -hmm. such an amazing player. No, no, no shoot at Henderson, but it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing with every team in the league. Your first choice team is their first choice team. There's yes. a reason these guys are starting and they're out out there and they're playing i really doubt i mean i don't know what uh other positions henderson plays but i don't think that he would have come in to replace Hooley. let's just put it that way he was probably one of those extra guys that's cover kind of like what we what we have the setup where like you know reese steps up because then um bones jones comes in at fullback right that, you know that that type of deal um you know the other thing too is this was another well taken try on the outside uh i thought point you know setting uh augsburger loose i mean that guy is electric that guy is so electric i know i'm sorry we're in the second half but the but this is a, a, a general theme throughout the match uh the legion do so much through nanu man they do yeah. so much through him yeah. uh, and i didn't realize because i didn't watch enough of their matches you know they did a head-to-head -head, uh pre-match with him in milan and pretty much one of the the big uh stat discrepancies was try scored and that you know after the match, I thought about that and I'm like, yeah, but 
the reason why he only has two is because they're not everything goes through him. That's right. right. Yeah. They're looking to draw the defense. And when he set Augsburger free for his first try, it was the same thing. Our boy, Andrew Quatran, mm. love you too, but you were staring at him and he gave him that gap and you put in a good try for Augsburger, but he's fast, man. And he's effectively yeah. big. And because he's short, he's got that Joel Hintz low center of gravity. Yep. And he's just so electric and athletic. It's tough to take him down. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that through, you know, through this much of the second half, I was happy that we were, we were pretty much trading punches with them. I thought we had made it back. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, this is a game. Uh, but when they scored that other, when, when Augsburger got his brace and they hit the, I think it was 24, 20 yep. after the conversion, I was like, damn, we need a try. And he nailed it. You know, yep. he nailed that conversion. So now we need it and we need the try. Whereas before we were in that sweet spot territory of like, Ooh, well we could knock over a penalty and go up by one. So, and, and I was also pissed. Cause I'm like, Dude, if this is the final score and San Diego Legion wins by foe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough for your prediction, huh? Yeah, I would have to pretty much silence myself for the 2024 season. I don't think I could that, that I don't see that happening regardless of what uh, what took place. But uh let's let's uh let's talk really quickly about what took place after this because really this is maybe the moment yeah it certainly is. The biggest moment in Free Jack's history is what's coming up here in a moment. Um, mm. New England won a scrum penalty uh, on halfway to set up the divisive score. A long sequence of attack followed with the Legion pushed back to their doorstep. Nano shot out of the line looking for an intercept but missed, and instead Milan surged through the gap to score a one-point lead and set up a grandstand finish. So what he's referring to is Patras missed the conversion. But I wanted to bring up, and I'm sure that you're going to want to mention this as well, Jason had a ruck clear out and mm -hmm. that if he did not get in there and, you know, get that guy off of the ball, the game's mm -hmm. over. He say Jason Patra saved the win for the free Jacks. 100%. 100%. Yep. And I saw it on the live stream as well. Uh, and I think, I think my exact quote was like, Whoa, we got away with one there. Cause it was that close. Uh, if it's a I've second longer, the Legion win the game. Oh, a breath period, longer, less than a second. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you almost have rights for holding on there. You really do. I'm not even kidding. Uh, it, I think the, one of the only things that saves us, uh, saves us there is the fact that this is a real time game played in real and, and it's fast, man. So as mm -hmm. a referee, you've got to be looking at so many other things. Uh, we don't, we'll never know where Joe James was looking, but if he was staring that down like laser beam and he called that as holding on, you would be hard pressed to argue with him. That's, no doubt. that's my other counterpoint. And, yep. and, and the other thing too is Patra's, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know. Maybe we could talk to him eventually and ask him what was going through his head. I'm sure it was mostly automatic reactions because what you see off this is this is sustained phases. Mike Petria, I want re, when I rewatched this uh, on the highlights, Mike Petria yep. made a, a comment that everyone was in between the tram lines, so the 15 meter lines, mm -hmm. and we had really nobody out wide. And what was important about this is he gave that ball to Les, Ben Lesage and. It, he was all alone, man. There was yeah, nobody there. Isolated, uh, yep. Connor Keys was nearby, but turning around to see him. So for him to kind of, and I think he had to retreat to get around to be on side. It was a tough go for him to get there. Really, the only guy that could have got there was was Jason Patras. And, and so and, uh, incredible. And in that position, Jason is not looking to clear out a ruck. He's looking for the a pass. Not. 
Yeah, um, he's so, looking to retreat and get and, and no keep pulling strings. Yeah, 100 yeah, percent Absolutely. 100 percent So and then we got that mistake that. from Nanu, which was unbelievable too. So yeah. I wanna I wanna note this uh, and I don't want to, you know, crap on the guy's grave and uh, but we'll get this at the end of the thing. Yeah, I've got some stuff written down here, pal. So don't That's you worry. Right. We're gonna, we're gonna but uh, but for this one specifically, uh, when I rewatched it, obviously live stream. I'm not rewatching anything. I'm not rewinding the tape. I'm I'm yep. watching the game. Uh, but this one is a mystery to me, man. Um, San Diego to that point, I think we were at like something like ten plus phases. It was a long sustain, and, and those things start to favor the defense. Believe it or not, because the attack gets desperate. Somebody makes a mistake. They take their eye off the ball and they knock it on. <laughs> Prelude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And whatever. And it's like, um, he shot out of the line and I don't really don't know why he, he should have just, just taken him one-on-one, just tried yep. to take him one-on-one. He knew where the ball was going. Uh, but then again, though, no risk, um, no, no reward, reward, right? Yeah. Like if he picks that off, it's game. It's game. It's game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't think he would have had the juice to get over, but it, all he needed to do is Judd was also nearby. They just needed possession. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think Nanu had the gas to get the length of the field, but mm-hmm. offload to Judd, and as soon as they get into someone like Augsburg, it's lights out. So thanks, Ma, for jumping that. And yeah, I mean, he was, being, he was being very aggressive. He had a, yeah. a bad game. Let's call it what it is. And we'll talk about it here in a minute. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, incredible series of events. But ultimately, it was LaRue Milan that touched it down for the Free Jacks as a, defi- a decisive game winner. And I wanted to call out uh, Ranger John's premonition that he had in regards to this. Um, he, of course, if you guys remember back from last season, one of my favorite moments as a Free Jacks fan is we were down there at Hoboken. Wow, what a rough uh, yikes. Uh, but um, we were there, and it was a close game, and LaRue Milan dots it down in the corner where all of us were congregated. All The only people that were screaming was Free Jacks fans the entire I remember game, this. as awesome. we know. Uh, yeah. One of the greatest moments in Free Jacks history is when he dots that ball down, and, and John had, had a premonition of that game, and he, I think he basically is alluding to the fact that he thought that LaRue would be the game winner in this game too. So that's that's really cool. It's almost like it was always supposed to be LaRue Milan to get that uh, that uh, that victory for us and, and, uh, and pull us out of the, the jaws of defeat against the legion and hoist uh, to allow us to hoist the shield but um i'll finish up here with the article so that we can talk about overall impressions um let's see here the restart was misjudged uh, misjudged excuse me by sam fishley and the ball went straight back to san diego in scoring position henderson dropped back into the pocket but changed his mind and attacked the short side to no avail when the ball was spun wide right, Henderson's intended pass to Nanu bounced off the turf before being knocked on. The Free Jacks won the scrum, and Potras hammered the ball into the stands to start the celebrations. What was your? I, I you know, we've we've got a clip out there that's unreal <laughs> of you doing maybe the best huzzah I've ever heard in my life. So if you guys haven't seen that, go go check that out. Never to be reenacted, at least for now. What's going through your mind at that point? So let's start with the restart. Yeah. All you got to do is catch the ball, baby. Catch the ball. Uh, My heart probably went and dropped out of my, my, dude, I almost pooped out my heart. I could not believe. And we were very fortunate that they just didn't score directly off the restart. They were one offload away from taking that to the house. I I mean, I'd have to rewatch it very closely again, but they were very oh man and i was just i was so gutted 
Cause I was like, no, this is going to be the, the, the Portugal USA moment where they've just, you know what I mean? Where they fire back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and they snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And then, so they were still a ways out, but with a one point game and I think they were only about 30 meters out and by no means are any of these kicks, chip shots, the pressure to win the final. You never really know if it was an angle, if he's a left footer and he's a right footer and the position of the field, whatever. I didn't want it to come to that, but I just knew that a penalty loses us the game. So I was like, come on boys. Like, and that changes the way you play defense. You can't be as aggressive, right? You got to be passive. And the more passive the defense is, the more the attack can control, right? And who's better than San Diego. And they've been doing that, that hargy bargy shit all game, getting away with stuff. And I was just like, man, no way we're going down like this. And I mentioned to Dan, uh, I was like, we got, they got to knock it on. And he was yep. like, oh, I don't, he's like, they're not going to do it. He says something about then that. Then he says, um, San Diego, do something stupid right before it happens. Yeah. It's, it's just so good. It's so yeah. good. So, and then when he knocks it on, dude, I went wild. I knew it was a free Jack scrum. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing too, is I thought about this and I talked, I think I was talking about this um, to Dan after the game, mm-hmm. you know, and here's another credit. Um, to Joe James. So Dave and I went back and forth with this in our outriders chat. You'll remember this about the scrum, right? And I was like, you yeah. know, they, you know, more scrum penalties need to be awarded. These teams are popping up. They're giving up. Like it, it sucks, like whatever. But then Dave said something that really did truly change my mind. And it really changed my perspective on it. He said, Chris, the game is about re- the scrum is about restarting the game. Yeah. It's not about drawing a penalty. You Correct. can win penalties for sure. But like, that's not its main. It's not like a function of it. Uh, it's supposed available, you know, get correct. It's yeah. supposed to be avoided and credit to Joe James in this moment. If he gives a penalty to the San Diego Legion, it's a quite kickable. It's from, it would have been from the right hand side, right? So right footed kicker probably has a good shot at this. Um, and credit to him for not giving that in. Cause you had a couple, like the, the write-up doesn't, doesn't mention this. It wasn't as simple. Just we scrum down and kick it out and win. Right. There was still two whole minutes left. And so the first scrum collapses. I think San Diego was trying to draw it, or maybe we were playing games. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then the second one went straight down, like right away. And that ate up the rest of the clock. Cause I had mentioned to Dan on stream. I'm like, we're going to need at least two, two solid phases, maybe three off of this scrum, but it ended up working out well in our favor. Which was I mean, incredible. It could have been some strategy for the free jacks as well in terms of trying to chew that clock with with the scrum, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, again, credit to Joe James for not being like we're yeah. not ending an MLR final. We're not going to put it on a kicker's shoulder due to a scrum penalty. It ain't happening, yeah. boys. You got to you got to play this one out. Um. So and you know anything could have happened too. I also mentioned to um. I also mentioned to Dan on the live stream. I was like, I thought Judd would try some crazy shit at the back mm-hmm. to try to muck it up and and make you know, pull and knock it on or something like that. Uh, So, you know, it was a high pressure, high pressure moment for sure, especially that nine, you know, something that should be automatic, you know, you know, right off the back nine to 10, kick it out. I was super nervous until, until it went to Jason's hand and I saw him like basically turn 90 degrees and just (laughs) hammer it. Like he left no doubt. Yeah. And then, then, well, you can go watch the clip. Oh go my check, god! Go check it out. We need some the greatest games. huzzah that's ever been uttered. <laughs> it's from this man right here beside of me. Wow! Um, Twenty-five phases. Just to go back a moment uh, to that decisive game-winning. Well, wow, I thought it was like ten, games. dude. It felt. It felt. Dude, like, it felt it like was an hour. So many. 
good God, man. I, you know, I was there watching it in person. I'm thinking, you know, the, the percentage of this to be successful, you know, 25 phases, somebody's going to knock it on, yep. you know, something's going to happen and we're going to lose this game, but it never came to fruition. Thank goodness. Mm. Um, you know, when you're there and you're so invested in it to me, for a certain extent, I'm like, I'm feeling guarded. You know, I'm just like, I, I you know, I, I'm so nervous in that moment. So I'm just being a little guarded. I'm almost outside of my own body watching it. Um, but then when we win, I immediately come back to and I'm just like I'm in complete and utter shock at the final whistle. And I got I wrote down some thoughts and, you know, I definitely, you know, I, ha I had some teary eyes when I was you know coming up with this material here to talk about. I said when the final whistle blew, I was in shock. I was celebrating, of course, but I was also just in shock. I guess is the best way to describe it. We rushed over to Section 126 where a lot of the other Rangers were behind enemy lines uh, to hug the players who came by, got a big hug from Josh Larson and Q gave me a big hug and we jumped up and down in a circle. And next thing I know Q comes back uh, and he puts a winner's medal around my neck and he says, thank you for all your hard work. And I just, I lost it. Like I'm getting emotional oh, yeah, now man. just thinking about it, man. I had tears in my eyes. I was just so happy. Uh, what an incredible gesture from an amazing player and an even better person. Um, thinking back on it, like when the news broke that we got Q in a trade with Utah, um, of course he was with originally uh, Toronto and then he got traded to Utah and then he came to us. I was so excited. Yeah. And he is a great player, no doubt. And I don't think I've ever been more excited about a player announcement from the Jacks because I knew what a difference maker he would be on the pitch uh, um, but I don't, I, I don't really believe in fate. I don't believe in any of that jazz, but like, there's just something interesting that a player that I was the most excited about becoming a Jack, you know, eight or whatever, how many months later is putting a winner's medal around my neck and told me that I deserved it for all of my hard work with this show. I mean, it's just exhibit ZZZ of how much this organization is doing things right. And when they're, you know, when they're hoisting the shield and then let the fans who traveled to see them hold it up and take photos with it on the pitch. And, and then later that night at the fours, when they returned, this organization is special, man. And I'm just so proud to be a fan of the Free Jacks. Um, you got Incredible. anything to follow that rant? No, no, I don't. Uh, just here at the bunker, we I didn't know what you were going to do. I didn't know if you were going to go live or what. So uh, if you were watching the stream, uh, you'll notice. Or if you go back, I think it might be on YouTube or whatever. But like, if you go back, I just cut. I'm like, see ya. We yeah. out. <laughs> like, Smell bye. you later is what you said. And then yeah, like, yeah. in all honesty, like, if your story is a 10, my story is like a 1. Yeah, Dan and I just kind of looked at each other. We we hugged each other. We were jumping up and down, nice. and then we kind of like stopped and we're like, "Dude, thank God we're not dead," because we had just both crushed Red Bulls in the second half, and then that heart pounding stuff, oh, and then yeah. we were so excited and like screaming. We were like, "We need to calm down because we old over here." And we yeah, so that was pretty much my story from the bunker. We couldn't believe it, and uh, dude, yeah. we were like, "Wow, we're the champs. They made it. The boys did it." incredible stuff uh and what was nice is i finally got to turn on the broadcast uh volume after like a couple <laughs> minutes like you're just watching people talk and mute and we're like they're just you know whatever so yeah. we i turned up the volume and we just pretty much stood there we didn't even sit back down man we stood there and we watched uh the, the rest of the the rest of the stuff one of my buddies called me and i was streaming it from my phone so it cut the i was like no nah, ignore 
<laughs> but yeah, that was it from the bunker, man. Not even close to your experience. Not close. Eventually, we got to you know go onto the field because the Dropkick Murphys played, like which is awesome, right? Like what a the band from moment. Quincy. The band from Quincy that's you know formed a couple blocks from Fort Quincy, playing after the final where the Free Jacks win in Chicago. Like it was unreal, but at the same time, like I, most of my focus was just finding anybody that I recognized. And there was a ton of Free Jacks fans, a ton of Rangers, the people that have been listening to this show since pretty much day one and people that have been supporting the Free Jacks since day one. And I just wanted to make a point to go up to every single one of those people and give them a giant hug and say, can you believe this? Look at our team. We're, we're champions, all of that stuff. And a lot of it, like, it's just, uh, it's a bit of a blur to my mind. So I talk, I mean, I talked to a ton of people and it was so great that so many Free Jacks fans, so many loyal Rangers to this organization were able to make that trip and they will never forget it. I will never forget it. Uh, and I think hey, you're making me cool. feel bad. I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I, had to stay behind. That's right. Yeah. The watch along <laughs> isn't going to run itself, pal. So that's true. Um, I think this is really just a springboard for this organization. We, we like dynasties around here in New England. It's very much a, a thing that we appreciate, and I think this team could be a dynasty. The, the issue, of course, and we'll talk about it in the offseason, is retention. That's always yeah. going to be an issue, with, especially with success, successful teams in MLR, is how many guys can you get to stay uh, on, on staff. But, I mean, you know, they've well, got – This game uh, was huge for the league, too. No doubt. Uh, and I wrote some stuff down about that, yeah. too. I mean, we're talking about it's on Big Fox, right? So yep. millions and millions of people could have potentially tuned in to a one-point game that was back and forth, extremely entertaining. Um, and, and hopefully this is just one of those things where, you know, the trajectory of this sport, and you know, and specifically this is a Free Jack show. So specifically the Free Jacks, it just, we just go up and up and up and up and up. Uh, and, and we, of course, lift everybody else as well. All tide, all rising tides lifts all Raise ships. Raise all ships, go. yeah. There you go. Um, I, I did want to mention really quickly here. I watched the docu series on Deion Sanders while I was uh, flying in and flying back out when he was coaching Jackson State. One of his mantras that he uses uh, is uh, elevate, or excuse me, dominate to elevate. Last season, this team won what 13 of 16 games. This season, they won 16 of 18 games. 11 of those games were won by double digits, and seven of those games were by 20 points or more. They beat San Diego, who were clearly the best of, in the West and really, truthfully, the best team in the league. This Free Jacks team are legitimate champions. All right. What do I mean by that? No asterisks necessary. No sneaking all blacks through the back door a week before the playoffs. No facing a team that didn't even originally make the playoffs in the final. They did it the right way. They deserve to hoist that shield. And for that back and forth entertaining final to be on Fox is absolutely huge for the sport of rugby. Um, so dominate to elevate. The domination has happened. Truly, the past two seasons of this team has been super dominant. Now the elevation is already starting to take place. We're seeing record crowds at Fort Quincy. Um, so I hope this championship really propels the Free Jacks and the sport to new heights here in the good old US, US of A. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the comments that I, I definitely wanted to get out on the stream tonight, 100%, uh, less Free Jacks related, more MLR at large. And, and you hit a couple of the, the bullet points that I was going to talk about. Yep. After... The debacle of last season, you know, uh, forget about New York's personnel shifting. I, that's that's the least of the issue. The fact that you had two franchises who were number one and number two respectively yep. in the West unceremoniously ejected from the playoffs 
And then on a week's notice, you have two teams who did not even make the playoffs playing eliminator. And then one of those teams goes on to the final. And then, so now this was before the neutral final. And I'm sure the impetus to Im- implement the neutral final mm-hmm. was this debacle of, Oh, well now the, the hosts of the final are ho- their home field is a high school morgue embarrassing. Uh, yep. that doesn't even, you know, yeah, it was embarrassing. And so all of that is extremely embarrassing for a young league. I remember we talked about it because we like, you're we talking crap about New York and we were kind of whining that we lost and we were being you know, whiny crybabies about everything. Yeah. But it really, it, if you just kind of look at it objectively, it, it was horrible for the league. And now all of that feels like it might as well have been in 1970. Nobody right. cares because nobody the, talks about it because yep. the legitimate two best teams in the league, right. bar none, you can't argue. No one's arguing that any of the other teams were, were any better, right? Even though Houston did defeat the Legion, the only team other than us to do so, yep. nobody was arguing that Houston was a better team than the no. Legion. You know I what know. I'm saying? So it's like you had the two best teams in a Titanic struggle. What an entertaining match. Like we said, an instant classic at a neutral site with a record fan crowd big eyeballs bravo to mlr they did have the hiccup with the fan section but who cares like it was great for this for this league and and then and it's great for us it feels great as a free jacks fan to be sitting on top of that mountain it really does man it was incredible stuff you know this might just be cloud nine feelings of us winning the championship but you know we the free jacks and the and also the legion but have helped with the legitimacy of this league once again because it's the two best teams there's there's you know there's no controversy that takes place here the the free jacks won, won outright by one point amazing final everything that we hoped it was so yeah absolutely oh, it also had one of your keys that you really wanted I, I don't know if you had said this on on a stream but you mm-hmm. definitely said in the chat you're like i just don't want there to be any major controversy in this match so it was a great match that yeah i mean i had my complaints but was fairly contested and there wasn't like some bs call that that changed the game no doubt which is great great to 100%, see that 100 percent uh, moving away from the actual final itself, I did want to quickly mention that the Freedex have announced a championship rally for the team at 11 a.m. this Saturday, July the 15th. There will be a special escort right outside of the stadium before the ceremony that takes place in the fan zone there at Fort Quincy. There will, of course, be that beer fest, the wallop beer fest that takes place at noon that day. Um, we're hoping to get a little... I don't know if we're allowed to use the word tailgate technically, but, you know, a little gathering there in the priority parking lot prior to it, just like old times there throughout the season, uh, this season. But, uh, yeah, I hope to see a lot of the Rangers there. I know, uh, Bozo, you're not able to to make it to this, right? No, I mean, eh, I might. I'll see the vibes Friday night. And uh, maybe maybe I will sneak down because I can always go back. It is an all-weekend event, so I can always drive down. But it is – I'll be up at uh, Lake Winnipesaukee. It is rape uh, – Oh my goodness. Race. Yes. Like cars. Yes. Jeez. My goodness. I can't speak. You're good. I apologize. But anyways, um, it is race weekend. So I don't know how going back North is going to be on Saturday. Probably terrible. Could be a mess. It might just stay put. Going South will be fine. Coming Mm -hmm. back. Maybe not so much, but maybe it'll be clear. I don't know. I don't know. 
Stand hope by. to see yeah. you there. Um, you know, I know, I know a lot of the Rangers, you know, have, have made plans. Obviously, this was supposed to be our, like, offseason. There, there's so many loyal <laughs> Free Jacks fans that go to every single home game, and I'm sure that a lot of them plan, like, a weekend after the season's over with or around that time frame, right, that they're just going to, you know, chill and, you know, maybe go on vacation or whatever. So it's unfortunate for those folks that they're not able to make it, but I will be there. Uh, Caitlin and I will definitely be there soaking up all of the festivities and the ceremony, the pageantry that is uh, the, the uh, championship celebration there, the rally. Um, so super excited about that. So Any, proud of this team, man. Are you kidding me? The best organization in MLR uh, finally hoist the shield. Um, you know, it, th there's nothing better than this, man. There's absolutely nothing better. Um, it Damn, it feels good to be good, Bozo. It feels so damn good. Dude, it's going to be a long off season, but you know what? I feel like this one's going to be so much more enjoyable than the last one because ain't nobody can say nothing for 200 at least 21 days until the end of week one MLR in 2024 like mm -hmm. nobody can say anything you know yeah. and and again no asterisks dude and you know i was and you know i don't know i don't want to end it on a on a on a sad note but i'm sad this is a special group of players and you yeah. can't retain everybody and, and it's right it is it is truly a bummer it was an incredible season um I know we're going to probably do reviews and stuff, but like for me personally Absolutely. to go to, to go to media day and, and talk to talk to the folks before to catch more games than I thought I was going to in person, yeah. following from home, kicking off our, uh, you know, that was something that we, that we did different this season was kick off these watch parties, yeah. uh, watch alongs and mm -hmm. man, what a special season. I'm bummed. I'm bummed that it's done, but I'm happy that we won. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been a great, great journey this season in 2023. Uh, it is unfortunately over, and, and some of these guys, as you're saying, you know, they're going to get opportunities to go elsewhere. And and best of luck to them. As Hell I've yeah. said many, many times, you know, where we are in the history of this league and the finances that it, we're currently at, ultimately, a lot of these guys are, you know, they're going to go on to bigger and better things uh, in other leagues that will pay them more money, and they'll have a, you know, spotlights and stuff like that. So. It's kind of cool to a certain extent that we see the development of some of these really, really good players, these young players, and, and they, they play well here and they and they go on to do bigger and better things. So, uh, you know, some of these guys, it's the last time that you'll see them in the red, white, and blue, which is sad. But uh, we always can remember the good times uh, with some hell of these yeah. guys. So, and, and go the, Namibia. Hell yeah, Namibia, absolutely, <laughs> in the World Cup. But uh, this is not the last of us. Uh, you know, the Jacks Rangers show does continue throughout the offseason. We'll definitely have some coverage of like local rugby to, and stuff to discuss. The American Rugby Premiership, we'll, we'll definitely cover Mystic a little bit there. And, you know, we'll throw in some other things. We'll definitely have a recap either in like a week or two of the entire season. So uh, tune in for that. But I wanted to get to some of the comments here before we get to Musket Size Pants and MVP before we head on out of here. Uh, oh, yeah. This coaching staff is. Uh, 0. 0.810 over the last two seasons. So that's yeah, what, 29 and six. Yeah. Is the so, exact incredible. Record, yeah. so you're, you know, out of 10, what you're, you're playing 10 games, you're winning eight out of those 10, essentially. That's pretty yeah. incredible. Duck boats. I would love to see some duck boats uh, there, Chris, there at Fort Quincy. Ranger bunny is in. That's awesome to hear. Uh, Rucky is saying, well, 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 if it isn't the 2023 champion, you, love you know, it. he's got the, uh, the star there. So I, this is something that, like, of course, we're going to talk about in the offseason, but I wanted to get this out of the way right now. Like, isn't it going to be great if they choose to put a star directly above the fist? I think they really should do that, just like these uh, Seattle Seawolves do. I think that is a classy way to to embrace the well, championship. That's a Heineken Cup thing. Well, Heineken I mean, Cup champions do that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I mean, just saying, it, though, but that goes across competitions. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Irish yeah. teams do it in URC and the French teams do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that'd be cool, too. They do it in soccer as well. Uh, let me oh, see. Okay. Here. All right. So it's a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. definitely a thing. 
Um, and Rucky did throw in here second best in the MLR, buddy. I think he's talking about the organization. Uh, well, you, you guys are really good, so uh, but we're the best. Uh, <laughs> they needed players when they uh, they the needed players when they were needed. Um, Ranger picks will expand in 2024. That's something to look forward to for sure. Ranger, uh, Ranger Payne chiming in here. Ranger picks will expand. That's exciting stuff as well. Uh, Mystic River have two-star polo shirt. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Mark uh, has a very, very spiffy looking uh, Mystic River polo shirt that has two uh, championships with the stars there. Okay. Let's get into musket size pants then. Uh, for me, oh, it's you Nate missed Oscar. TK's comment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, roll, let me scroll back here. Our boy TK watching, as he always does. Appreciate you, TK. The general no, manager no, no, of the no, Free Jacks. F- further down. Further down? Yeah. It's above uh, 2024 Ranger picks. It says, thank you. I don't have that your... one, so tell me what it, what it says. It says, uh, thank you for all of your contributions and building this with us. What a year. Hell yeah. Thank Hell you, TK. Yeah. Always appreciate you uh, advoc- advocating for the show. Um, and it's been a hell of a year. Absolutely. Uh, musket size pants sent real quick here. Nate Osberger, 33 years old, uh, five foot seven inches tall, 180 pounds, uh, 36 USA rugby caps in 15s, and 15 caps for USA in sevens. That's a little confusing, but I believe I got that correct. Uh, he's played for the San Diego Legion since they joined MLR in uh, 2018. Up until the beginning of this season, he was been he's been a scrum half for the Legion, and that's his usual position with USA Rugby. But he was converted or moved over to uh, the wing because uh, Judd came in uh, their their new uh, scrum half, and his career's really had a um, you know uh, you know I don't I want to say like you know he was doing bad or anything like that, but you know he's definitely stepped it up a little bit in terms of stats and stuff like that with an MLR caliber. MVP season. He scored two tries in the final, just a great player. And as you're saying, you know, he, he's very compact, so he's difficult to tackle, but he's got, he can run like the wind. So he's do I get, do I get one of these? Yeah. yeah can, I, can I, oh, because normally we don't. So when me and uh, David t- took the show, I yeah. was like, Hey, we're, we're both doing it. He was like, nah, you can just do it. And I'm like, all right. Uh, anyway, my musket size pants tent is none other than two time world cup winning center. Ma'ananu. Oh, Thanks for the knock on. Thanks for the drop pass over the shoulder. Thanks for shooting out of the line and missing it. And you know what? Uh, Despite all of those bad things, you did do a couple good ones. You let uh, Oxberger loose for the try, and you pretty much played outstanding uh, other than those three miscues. But those three miscues were critical. Yeah, huge huge errors on his part. You know, (laughs) that's something that we forgot to talk about because I wanted to go back to it real quick. Uh, I did write some stuff down here. Like – Rugby's a funny game, man. Matanano last week, the ageless wonder, right? I mean, he mm. is truly a living legend. There's no doubt about that. You know, this particular game is not going to be something that's, you know, etched in time forever that will, everybody will remember because there's so many other things to back up that he's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, but last week, he was the king of MLR, you know, the ageless wonder, as I'm saying here. O- on Saturday, he was our MVP to a certain extent. Like a lot of things would not have taken place without his errors for the Free Jacks. So he had a howler of a game. If that was the last game that he ever plays, he's want to he's going to want to forget that one and think of the the one prior where he tri- you know got the drop goal, the fifty twenty two, mm-hmm. all of this other stuff. But you know what yeah. a, a hell of a career. But man, he really helped us out when he wasn't trying to. It's crazy, dude. I forget what uh, I think it's. I forget what podcast it was. But Matt Gitto, who played during his era, the yeah. Australian uh, multi-purpose uh, back, we'll call him. He said that Ma'ananu was probably the greatest center of his era. So that's a big, big plaudits from a, from a, 
from Arrival. He's uh, one so of the yeah. greatest of all time, and I'm not just saying yeah. that because you know we're we're harping on him as making all these mistakes. Like he truly is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. One of the greatest All Blacks. You know, I think he's got over a hundred caps for them. Incredible 103. player. Hundred and three yeah. caps for the All Blacks. You know, historically the greatest rugby team of all time. You know, all that other stuff. So incredible, incredible, incredible career. He's so good, but in this game, you know, unfortunately, didn't help his team out quite a bit there. So, and and we benefited. So let's uh, let's move over to Chris's little point here. He's basically saying this year's final that uh, it was a turnover, basically like the Malcolm Butler interception of the finals. Uh, run the clock and get outs. Just my opinion there. So, uh, final thing here, MVP, and I'll go first. I gave this position group a B at the start of the season. The lowest grade out of all of the position grades for this season. Wakoa was off to Japan. Potty and Red Rocket were unproven in this league. I could tell that this guy was very talented um, based on you know their resume, or his resume, rather, and the highlight reel that he has out on the internet there. there. But he was coming up to replace a legend uh, in Waka. But time and time again, this man has shown that he is one of the best players in MLR this season. Uh, the leading scorer in the entire league, Jason Potras, had two of three conversions and two uh, successful penalty kicks and made the game-saving clear out in a ruck that led to the game-winning try by LaRue. So for me, it is Jason Potty Potras is my MVP of the MLR final. Who you got? Yeah, I just also think that the only thing you missed in that list there, uh, pretty pretty glaring. I can't believe you missed it. Uh, Jason, also the best hair. Amazing. And a fresh cut going. I know he had some SPF 50 rubbed into that. No doubt. Going not to burn up in the Chicago sun. But how can you go with anybody else, man? If for, no, if for nothing else, then the clear, then the clear out. Like, yep. I'm telling you, watch it back in real time. It must, have been, it must have just been some sort of instinct. Maybe he got... I don't know. Maybe he got like the heebie-jeebies or something. He's like, I got to get to the rook because normally it was like a spidey sense, right? Yeah. Normally they'll just drop back. You know what I yeah, mean? And, and get into the pocket to, to continue the attack. And yep. he just laser beams right in. And I forget who he was clearing out there, but it was a substitute. on the field. I think it was them. number 22 for them. Oh, that's Henderson. His opposite. There you go. Yeah. He smashes him, bro. And gets him right out of there. And wow. And then John Poland also, you know, who, I'm going to give an honorable mention to, to JP, the magician, mm -hmm. because this all the all the crap that I talked, we didn't really get too in-depth into it, which I'm glad because I could be here all night on that. <laughs> but all the crap around the ruck, if we don't have a guy like John Poland cleaning that up and getting that ball out, it could have been a different story. So, yeah, also excellent because uh, he had that laser beam to pile economy. Man. Wow. Freaking laser. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, honorable well. mention John Poland, but oh, JP yeah. and JP – put that on the graphic for me jp and jp hell yeah love it love it love it uh with that being said everybody you know this is not goodbye forever it's just goodbye for now we'll probably see you in about one or two weeks with our season recap your new england free jacks are mlr 2023 champions how good uh, how i've good? got i've got one word for everybody to exit the video in three two one Huzzah! <laughs> let's go